0: So a guy named Larry goes to a revival and he listens to the preacher. And after a while, the preacher invites all those at the revival who would like to be prayed over to come down to the front. So Larry gets up and gets in line. And when it's his turn, the preacher asks Larry, Larry, what do you want me to pray about for you? And Larry replies, preacher, I need you to pray for my hearing. The preacher puts a finger in Larry's ear and the other hand on Larry's head and begins to pray and pray and pray. And after a few minutes of this praying, the preacher steps back and says, Larry, how's your hearing now? And Larry says, I don't know, Reverend. My hearing is with the judge and it's coming up on Wednesday. (laughs) Two people were taking a break during the workday, and one worker says to the other one, does your family say prayers before meals? And the other one looks a bit amazed and says, no, we are French, and we can cook. Today our subject is prayer. And clearly, there are lots of misunderstandings about prayer. What is faithful prayer? Do we believe in prayer? Do more prayers, namely the more people are praying and the more we pray, work better than less prayers and less people praying? These questions about prayer And many more deserve our attention as faithful people. I must say, in the last few days and weeks, I've had some sincere prayers emerging from my own heart in various circumstances, like at the hospital, in a critical moment, when we need to pray and want to pray for God's healing presence around doctors and all the medical personnel for a successful surgery, or maybe at a funeral home or with hospice care and we close the casket and we say goodbye to a loved one, or maybe beside a bed when we're struggling with deep pain or continuing confusion that just won't go away. And we're looking for God's comfort and presence. Or with someone making a big decision that's going to bring challenges and changes to self and to others. I suspect you've had many of your own moments, perhaps, of sincere prayer generating from your heart and mine. Perhaps all of us in recent days have been watching the news of Ukraine and praying fervently. We pray for people in bunkers. We pray for women and children deep in hiding in the subways. We pray for people, thousands of people running for their lives. We pray for soldiers. We pray for Citizens, We pray for refugees and rescue workers. We pray for all those who are dealing with loss and trauma. We pray for all those seeing the flashes of light and hearing the bombs go off and imagining their lives. We pray for wisdom and we pray for strength for everyone involved. We pray for courage. We pray for calm and we pray, friends, for a better way to deal with our disagreements. We pray. All of these personal moments and global issues, they're appropriate moments for prayer. We ask for, we look for, we plead for, we beg for God's help, presence. We plead for God's protection and God's healing. We open our hearts in ways that long to be connected to God, the God of the universe, and God's care around us. These are all Crucial times when we need to be reminded we're not on our own and we're not left alone, not ever. That's the promise of the gospel. Indeed, God is with us. God goes beside us. God guides us in every moment of life. This is what we trust. This is what we believe. And so we pray. So what is prayer? What is it fundamentally? Prayer is a gift from God who, capital W, who desires dialogue and relationship with us, each of us. Prayer is the reminder that God, the creator of the universe, seeks close ties with us, each one of us. Prayer is a posture for the living of our days, a way of living in the world differently. We belong to God, and prayer is one of the main ways that we link our lives to God. We convey what's on our hearts, gratitude for all that's wonderful, hopes for all that might be better, worries, wants, needs, longings, we convey all of this to God. Prayer is the primary means by which we experience God's life and light poured into our lives and into the world. So from the depths of our hearts and through the verbalization of our deepest gratitude and our most urgent needs, we seek to connect to God. We pray, trusting that God hears us, God knows us, God loves us. God is at work in every single moment of life. And God goes alongside us. So we pray. I hope that you paid close attention to those words that are printed in the bulletin from Psalm 34. We wanted them not just read today, but on the page so we can read them so they can encourage us right where we find ourselves, so they might be absorbed into our very lives. Psalm 34 shows us a life that is rooted in God's life through prayer. There's no denying the psalmist and his or her focus and emphasis, the exclamations, the exhortations there, the verbs, the images all depict a life that's deeply connected to God. I will bless the Lord. My soul boasts in God. Look to God and be radiant. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him. And the several references to fear here are not about being afraid of God. It's about a reverent relationship with God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in God. Those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. This is the common theme that runs through this psalm. The Lord is near to those who keep their lives connected, rooted, close to God. Prayer then is the gracious gift from God, not a task, not a burden, not an obligation. It's a gift from God, a way to connect every moment of our lives to God's presence and God's promises, God's love and God's purposes. The practice of prayer, and it takes practice, allows us to draw inspiration and strength from our relationship to God it even allows us to experience something of the reign of God in our very lives we belong to God and God will never let us go more than that when we pray we link our lives not only to God the God of the universe the creator of all we link our lives to all those for whom we are praying and every situation we're praying for, it becomes part of our life. When we pray for others and situations, wherever they are, we deepen our connections to those people and those situations. We deepen our affection for those people and those situations. And it creates a growing circle of love that binds us all together God, others, the world. When we pray for the people of Ukraine or Guatemala or loved ones or fellow church members, we get closer to them and to God and to our connectedness to God and to them. If you have sincerely felt prayed for, you know what I'm talking about here. You know how buoying it can be for your life how uplifting it can feel prayers link us together and link us to God and all of us grow closer more whole A really helpful illustration about how prayer can work to strengthen us and uphold us and connect us to God can be found in the great sequoia trees that grow so tall on the west coast. These are some of the tallest trees in the whole world and they grow basically straight up so that they can catch the mist coming off the ocean and the sea. They grow tall also not because they have deep roots, but because they have roots that are all connected one to another. They only grow in stands, in groups called stands, and they link their roots to one another in such a way that you can hardly distinguish which roots go to which trees. All the roots of sequoia trees in a stand make it possible for these monstrous trees to grow so tall. It's like how prayer strengthens us. We link to one another and to God, and we grow tall in faith and in life. Prayer, then, is the opportunity and the privilege of connecting our hearts and lives to one another and to God. To pray is to reaffirm the basic gospel message. We're not alone. We're not on our own. We belong to God. Our lives are better and stronger when we're linked together in prayer, a great gift of God. So, do we believe in prayer? That's a bit of a trick question. And the answer, I think, is really important. The answer is, we do not believe in prayer. We believe in God, and so we pray. Prayer is how we relate to God. Prayer is an avenue on which we connect to God, who is our help and our strength, and a present help in times of trouble. Prayer is how we stay intertwined with God and with one another. God who is our rock and our salvation. So we do not believe in prayer. We believe in God. And we practice our belief in God by praying. Conveying all that's on our hearts to the living God. Relating all that's happening in our lives. Sharing everything to the God who cares and reigns forever. Our light our hope, God. Therefore, we pray. God is the one in whom we believe. Prayer is what we do, what we practice, and keep practicing because we believe in God, the God of the universe who never leaves us. Our second lesson today really shows us the essence of what we're talking about concerning prayer and what prayer is. This is what Paul says in the first chapter of Ephesians. It's also in your bulletin. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God Of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the workings of his great power. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Be to God. Life is full of blessings and full of joys, but it can also be full of challenges and extreme difficulties. We have so much to celebrate, but all of us have setbacks and situations that create heartache and worry and grief and loss. Take note of what Paul says in this letter I've heard of your faith. I give thanks for your faith and I do not cease to give thanks remembering you in my prayers and then he urges them in what might help them more than anything else as they deal with the joys and celebrations of life as life unfolds he says that God would give them a spirit of wisdom that God would give them the eyes of of our hearts enlightened, the eyes of hearts enlightened, that we might know the hope to which we've been called, that we might know the inheritance that is ours through Christ, that we might live in the greatness of God's power, those who believe. Paul knows that life can never be just smooth and easy. Paul is praying that our lives might be strengthened and shaped by prayer, which is fundamentally life rooted in God and God's life. Paul is praying for us as God's people to have a spirit of wisdom. Paul is praying that we might have the eyes of our hearts enlightened. Paul is praying that we'd be people full of hope no matter what's going on in life or in the world, confident of God's abiding care forever that we might live in the greatness of God. Imagine that. Life is not about wealth. It's not about possessions. Life is not about the number of years you live or the number of children you have. It's all about the powerful sense of relatedness to God, which comes when our eyes are enlightened, when our hearts are engaged in God's life, which comes through, among other things, prayer. We believe in God, who is always with us and never leaves us, And remains at work in all things. God is always at work. And so we pray. We believe in God who created us, knows us, calls us, loves us, holds us, goes with us, never leaves us. And so we pray, seeking to link our lives to the God of the universe, the glorious inheritance among the saints is how Paul says it. We trust in God's abiding presence and purposes and so we pray. Finding wisdom, finding hearts enlightened and the great hope that comes from God. Here's another way to think about how we believe in God and so we pray. We pray for healing, Not because we will always see healing, because we know sometimes we may not see healing in a certain way, but we pray for healing so that we can connect with the mysterious and wonderful love of God that promises never to let us go. We pray for God's comfort and God's care for us and our loved ones, not because God will take care of everything and make it perfectly smooth and comfortable but so that our lives are enfolded in God who will never leave us, not ever. We pray for an end of war in the Ukraine. We pray for refugees and soldiers and citizens and everyone there. We pray for leaders to act in the best interest of the common good. We pray for peace. We pray for all the frightened families fleeing Russian aggression. We pray for the deepest concerns on our heart, whatever they are. And we seek to have our eyes enlightened and our hearts deepened so we know hope and therefore always participate in the goodness of God who rules and reigns forever. God reigns forever. And certainly when we pray and as we keep praying... We also keep living our lives doing the things that God calls us to be about. Loving, serving, giving, working for justice, and working for peace. They're not separate. It all goes together toward God's promised reign, praying and serving. Friends, if you hear nothing else today, I hope you'll hear this. God's light prevails over darkness. God's, God wins over despair and death. God wins over dictators and destruction. That's the promise of the gospel. And as as I've said before, with God, the worst thing is never the last thing. God has the last word. This is God's world. We're God's people. God reigns forever. God's goodness, God's hope, God's peace, God's redemption, God's possibilities, that holds forever. We want to be connected to God, and it happens as we pray. We want to be connected to God's emerging promises for our lives and for the world, and it happens as we pray and serve. Prayer is the primary means to connect to God. Prayer enfolds us in God prayer also connects us more closely to all those we're praying for and every situation we're praying about may indeed God give us a spirit of wisdom, enlightened hearts, glorious inheritance, and a fantastic hope. We keep praying and we keep serving. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, you bless us with so much. Make us a blessing. We seek to follow Christ our Lord. Amen.